Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in to this little show. I don't know if this is the first time you have ever stumbled upon this podcast or if you have listened to all 331 episodes, but I have been doing this show for now about three and a half years, over 330 episodes, most of them interviews with really cool people like Justin Shank, who we have today. And I will tell you that I started doing this show really as a way to educate myself. I figured that if I just did 50 interviews of really cool people doing smart things in the world of entrepreneurship, there was no way... I wouldn't walk away just a little better with a little more knowledge. By the time I got to 50 interviews, I didn't want to stop. And what I found was is that every time we have someone on the show, they might just share some little piece of knowledge, but all of a sudden, that's all I needed to hear. And I know for a fact that that's all you need to hear because people send me letters saying, hey, I listened to that one show that had whoever it was on it, and that one little thing they said was exactly what I needed to hear on that day, and they kept me going forward. So I hope that that's what happens today. I go out of my way to find really interesting people, and Justin is somebody who I met last year at the New Media Summit. We were both part of the faculty at this podcaster's conference, and uh, you know, every now and then you just sit next to the right person, and, and we sat down and we started talking, and we just had a lot of things in common, and he's a person who's kind of taking a machete and is clearing his own path through the jungle. And that's what I like. I like people who say goodbye to corporate America and figure out what they want to do, whether they're doing it on their own or whether they're starting a company and scaling it and growing it to having lots of employees. It doesn't matter. It's people who said, hey, I can't have my ladder against the wrong wall any longer. And Justin Shank is one of those people. He is the host of the podcast, Growth Now Movement. And I will tell you what, it was one of the other eight podcasts that was on that Inc. article that Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do was in that said it was one of eight podcasts that entrepreneurs should be listening to in 2018. So if you have not yet found Growth Now Movement, after this interview, you're going to want to walk over uh, on iTunes. You're going to want to download it. You're going to want to listen, and you're going to leave him a review telling him what a great show he has because he's an inspiration to me. Hey, Justin, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Tom, that was the most smooth intro I've ever seen on any podcast and I'm not, I'm not joking around. Like, so I post record my intros on my show because I did it one time. Like when I did it live, just like you did stumbled over myself. I actually said the, the name of the wrong book, but the person that I was interviewing. Uh, and so, yeah, I post record them now, but that was, that was really impressive, man. Thanks for having me. So no, I'm, I'm really glad to have you. So I don't like bios. I just like to kind of riff on these people who like yourself, who I interview. And that's, what's great about uh, not having anything written down is I couldn't <laughs> screw that up. Right. As long as I didn't call it growth movement now, but instead said Growth Now Movement, I was going to be fine. And also, getting your name pronounced right, you know, Shank, your last name, is spelled like <laughs> But it's pronounced Shank, so that's awesome. So why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you do, and maybe a little bit about your background. How did you, how did you get to where you are also? Yeah, man. Uh, so 
you know, my background's, you know, I'll try and tell it as quickly as possible because it's a long story that goes all the way back to when I was 19 years old, when I when I realized what business was and, and kind of how you can forge your own path and not have somebody else be writing your checks for you. Um, it, you know, and, and for me, I, I really started a, a career in sales and management when I when I worked for a direct sales company called Cutco Cutlery, uh, as, as a lot of people know the company. Uh, and I did really, really well. And I became a manager with the company. And, and I was in the time where like Hal Elrod was still there and all those power players, John Roman, who's another top podcaster. Like these are people that I met when I was 19 years old, not knowing who they'd become. Uh, and so I was a manager with the company and I had an employee tell me after his summer with the company, he came up to me and said, you know, Justin, I probably would have made more money if I worked at McDonald's because he wasn't a really good sales rep. And he goes, but because of you, I learned so much that I can implement into my life that will make my life better. And I'm so grateful for that. Uh, and in that moment, I knew that it was my, my passion and my purpose to go help other people discover what it is that makes them happy and, make, and really takes them to the next level. Uh, and so that kind of led me into looking into different business opportunities for myself and, and what worked, what didn't. And uh, back in like 2008, I think it was, I started a company with a business partner uh, called Jutbug. And we put together seminars and expos that focused on personal and professional growth. Uh, and things were going really, really well. And, and we were growing. And, and we decided to literally take every dime that we made as a company put it into one event, uh, which was we, we paid a speaker a lot of money to come in. Uh, we've spent a lot of money on advertising to try and sell tickets. And we sold three tickets to the event. Ouch. How many, how many Shoot. seats, how many seats were in the arena? Uh, there were like 300 seats. So we wow, were trying so that to kill left, it. That left 297 empty seats. It did. So we didn't do the event. Uh, <laughs> the speaker was non-refundable. Uh, and so we lost every dime. Uh, and so, you know, I learned a lot in that moment, um, but it kind of reset that journey for me. And I ended up working in the corporate world for a number of years and doing really well in, in medical sales and medical management uh, and uh, worked my way up a ladder with a company. And, and it was paying the bills and I was doing good, but I had that itch. I still had that itch of being able to give back to people. Um, and hence the Growth Now movement was launched. I, I originally launched it with a co-host who was my ex-business partner uh, and, uh, you know, you know, long story short, like I said, uh, I ended up having him take a step back because it wasn't really gelling and I wanted to do it myself. And, and here we are today as a top ranked podcast. I think I'm it, during this conversation, I think I'm number eight in self-help right now. Uh, and so, you know, it's it's been a really cool journey. And, and every single day I get somebody that reaches out and says, hey, because of you, because of this episode, because of this guest, uh, you know, I have a shift in what I'm doing. Isn't that like the best part of doing this podcast thing? Because I mean, I'm sitting here in a room all by myself. I'm looking at you on Skype, but we're not recording the video. You're sitting there by yourself against a, a white wall. And uh, <laughs> and basically you do it, you put it out there, you post it on iTunes and on your website and on Stitcher and on all these other places, on YouTube, wherever it goes, and you just sit there, you have no idea. And then all of a sudden you get a tweet or you get an email from somebody who says, thank you so much, your your show really made a difference. It was just what I needed to hear on, on that particular day. And all of a sudden, I mean, you don't get paid for that, but it's worth more than money. Doesn't that feel good? It feels really good. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not somebody who's driven by money. You know, you have all these guys in our space that have, you know, these online courses and they're killing it and, and they're doing really cool things. But for me, the online course world isn't something that enthralls me because I, de I don't know the depth in which I'm actually helping people. Uh, and I think that's really like one of those things where like you can put it out there and you make some money off of it. Uh, but are you really helping anybody? Is it, is it something that's actually working? So that's kind of the thing for me. Like I like that one on one interaction uh, and then hearing from people that I'm, I'm in impacting them. Well, that was one of the things when I met you, it was very clear that 
Justin is who Justin is, right? He's not a bullshitter and he's not somebody who's trying to do it for the wrong reason. And let's face it, there's a lot of people in the self-help podcasting and guru space, if you will, who, let's face it, if you got them to a few beers in them, they'd tell you their main motivation is to separate people from their money. And mm. that's that's not Justin's motivation. I know because I put a few beers in him and sat next to him for a while, and he really does have his heart in the right place of why he's doing it. And at the end of the day, I'm not that motivated by money either. I need to make money because I have a house and I have a family and we like to take trips and I have a kid at one of the most expensive colleges in America. But, you know, besides all that, at the end of the day, there is something that's really said for, for being able to help people. So so you, you left corporate America, you left the medical sales, you went and did that. Now that you've been doing this for a while and you're starting to make it work and you've got a couple little things going that you piece together so that you can pay your rent, what do you love about being back in the life of being an entrepreneur? Freedom. Um, you know, I think more than anything, I think doing your own thing is is freedom. And look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm probably busier now than I've ever been in my life. And I probably work more now than I ever have in my life. Uh, and the stress level at times is higher than it's ever I've ever experienced. But it's the freedom and the understanding that what whatever I produce, it's on me. Right. It's not on somebody else. I'm not, you know, I'm not clocking in, clocking out. If I want to start at 10 a.m. because I I was up too late last night, I can do that. If I want to work till 3 a.m. because I can, I do that. Uh, And and nobody is telling me what to do. Um, And I think that for me, that is the greatest thing on the planet. And that's really a massive push towards happiness for me. Uh, It's just understand that I don't have to be anywhere just because somebody told me to be there. So do you ever have those days where you wake up and think, wait a minute? It would be so much easier if I had a nine to five job. What am I doing? Yeah, totally. And it was easier when I had a nine to five job. Um, and so, you know, that for me is is uh, it's always it's always there, right? But I look at it like, look, if this whole thing fails, if it falls apart, which I'm not on that course, I'll probably double my income this year. But but if it were to fall apart tomorrow, that's always there. Like I, it needs to be that safety net instead of that thing drawing you back just to be, so you can relax and get your two, three weeks of vacation per year. So you can go, go away without stresses or have to answer an email when you're on vacation. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's nice that it could be there as a safety net. Uh, but at the same time, it's not really like, Oh my God, I just wish that I could go clock in somewhere. (laughs) So I know people listen to cool things entrepreneurs do for a lot of the same reasons they listen to go now movement. And that is, you know, they're thinking, I, I want to be doing this. I, I, I want to grow. I want to go out and do my own thing. I, I want to carve my own path. And you, you have a very, very different style, but a very similar tone to your show that I try to have here. So what advice do you have for someone who's listening, who's thinking, I, I want to do what these guys are doing. I want to I take that machete and carve my way through the jungle. What advice do you have for someone else who wants to start their own thing? Yeah, sure. So you have to have the end in mind, but it can't be the thing you focus on. Because I think if you worry about, you know, wanting to be the number one podcaster, which is not my thing, but if being the number one podcaster was your thing, right? Uh, you can't be so focused on that because that seems like a humongous chunk to go after. Um, but all you can control right now is that next step. And I always steal something from Gary Vee when I talk about this stuff, which is he talks about reverse engineering, right? So know what your end goal is. And then rewind from your end goal to where you are today and then only worry about the first step, right? So if you want to get into podcasting, the first step is go buy a microphone, <laughs> you know, and, and then from there you have to figure it out like one step at a time because that's the only thing that we have control over. And that that really helps with your stress levels as well. Like you can do that with any part of your life is to just worry about the next step instead of the 10 steps or the 20 steps or the thousand steps that you have to take to get there because all we have control over is right now. 
So let's talk about for people who might want to start a podcast, because that sort of segues me into the sponsor of this show. So let me do that first, because this show is sponsored by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Justin Shank. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that a lot of you do because I get those emails and those calls from people, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. Now, speaking of this whole idea about people who want to start a podcast, so this episode's going to air on Thursday, I don't know what day it is, like the 16th of February, 15th of February. And the day after that, I am going to be hosting, a, it's not so much a speech as much as a dialogue at the National Speakers Association's Winter Conference. I'm hosting a pre-conference event for the NSA XY, which is sort of Generation X, Generation Y group within National Speakers Association. A little funny side note, it was started like 10 years ago when Generation X was like age 40 and down. So it was like the younger speakers. And now like the core group of that Generation X, Generation Y, like they're all pushing 50 years old. So it's not young necessarily <laughs> anymore. But they have this group called uh, NSA XY, and they're hosting like an hour-long thing. And I got asked to be the facilitator of it. And we're doing a program called Drop the Mic, a discussion about if speakers should have a podcast. So let's talk about this for a minute. If somebody is thinking a podcast would be part of my business, what do they need to do besides buy a microphone? Let's You know a lot about this. What do they have to do? Yeah. So there's a lot. And, and so Podfly is a, is a great company. I don't have anything wrong to say about them. I'm worried they'll mute me out. Because you can't I, say anything bad. They're my sponsor. No, there's nothing bad about them. They're a great company, but I'm worried if they'll mute me out because I also do that. So it, it, disclaim, I, disclaimer, Justin has a company that helps people get their podcasts produced and Justin is awesome. Oh, thank you. Uh, but but Podfly is incredible and, and I have worked with them in the past and, and I think they do a great job. And, and uh, But with that being said, I mean, there's a lot that goes into doing things the right way. And the, the reason I know this is because I did it the wrong way, right? Uh, and so when I launched my podcast, I launched with one episode and the branding wasn't really matching the messaging and, and all these other things. And so you have to look at the big picture, right? So first you have to decide what type of podcast do you want? What's the format? Is it an interview format? Are you just talking one episode a week, three episodes a week, whatever you want to put out there, you really need to kind of sort out everything it is that you want to put into the world. Uh, and then, uh, and it's funny, I, I jokingly said the first thing you do is buy the microphone. Uh, I know a lot of people who start their podcast with using their earbuds. Now it's not it's not the greatest sound quality, but if you use your your iPhone earbuds, it's a decent sound quality. Uh, and so, you know, with that being said, it's really about the content that you're putting out there. So you want to make sure that it's in line with everything that you're doing. Um, and so that's obviously making sure the sound quality is good, making sure your guests are good, uh, and making sure your branding matches your messaging. And I think that's a massive thing because it's something I didn't do at first and and nothing really took off for me when that was the case. So I, I have a question. You said whether you can do it once a month, once a week, three times a week. So how important is it to have consistency if you're going to have a podcast? Because there's a lot of people I know who start podcasts and and they're really gung-ho and then it becomes the occasional podcast and it's once a month and then it's once every six months and then they do three in a row the same week. How important is it to have like a, a public, publication schedule? Yeah, I I think if you if your goal is to grow your audience, it's the most important thing. 
Uh, you know, my episodes release every single Tuesday at 3 a.m. Uh, there have been times where I would accidentally like been in the past when I wasn't sure what I was doing. I'd release it on a Wednesday and there'd be a drop off. Uh, I just actually so, you know, keep in mind, you know, I, I'm, at, I'm a top ranked podcast right now. And recently I released five episodes in one week. I normally only do one. Uh, and I was like, well, let's see what happens. I'm sure it'll blow up, right? Maybe maybe this will be a good format. And I drastically dropped off. Not only did I drop off episode to episode, I also dropped off the next couple of weeks and t- it took a while to build back up. Um, and I, I liken it to podcast listeners being creatures of habit. So I am their Tuesday show. Somebody else is their Wednesday show. So my current built-in audience that I've, I've you know built over the last two years, they know me as the Tuesday episode. And if I threw them a curveball, and said, okay, now I'm going to do five. It didn't really work out. Now, could I slowly build? Sure. Um, but the one thing I said to everybody is start small and grow uh, with your enthusiasm for what you're doing. And don't go five, six, seven days a week and then and then take it away because that's worse. Um, but consistency when it comes to growth is the most important thing in the world. So do you think that a podcast is the right thing for everybody? No. Uh, everybody thinks they can host a podcast, but not everybody can, right? You need a decent personality. Not everybody has one. Uh, you need to be able to pull information out of your guests. Not everybody can do that. Uh, and you have to have a mission. Like I really believe in having a purpose behind what you're doing. Like for you, you talk about in your intro, how your first 50 episodes, you wanted to do it just to get cool information. That's your purpose behind it. And that's, that's exactly what it is, right? I wanted to impact lives. So that was my purpose behind it. It wasn't about making money. It wasn't about becoming a celebrity. It wasn't about any of that. Um, so it needs to be a purpose beyond the idea of the uncontrollable and the uncontrollable is your audience. The uncontrollable is, you know, how many people are tuning in and, and what types of guests you're getting and, and so on and so forth. So it has to have a, pr- a purpose and a passion that kind of burns inside. And that's, what's going to get you, keep you going. Well, and the other thing I found is is that I'm three years into it, and I'm just sort of hitting my stride, and I think I'm a better interviewer now. If you go back and listen to the early episodes, I, I don't think I'm any good. So part of it was I had to do 300 episodes to be able to be this comfortable and just to be able to let my personality kind of shine. I'm able to handle whatever the guests do. I'm able to pull more information out. But then the other thing is if I had quit because I wasn't getting enough listeners or I wasn't having enough spinoff or this and that. Recently, I've spun off a couple of speaking gigs, which is how I make my money from people who listen, who are like, oh, my company's having a meeting. Let me refer you to my company. Give me your information. And it's worked out. Well, if Mm -hmm. I had given up, I would have seen leaving those big checks behind. And so I think part of the thing is if you want to have a podcast, you got to have that long vision of this could be many years before I see the value. Totally. And when people ask me all the time, when I have that first consultation call with me, they say, what about monetizing? And I go, give me two solid years and we can really start talking about it. Now, there are other ways and things you can do from day one. But what they're thinking is, oh, I'll call a company and say, hey, sponsor my podcast. And that's what they think you're going to make all this money. Um, you know, but it takes a, it's a long game. Uh, it really, really is. And it is commitment and it is getting better. And I talked when we were in new media summit, uh, I talked from the stage and I said, I think episode number five was a complete shit show. It was like the first bigger name that I had on the, on the show. And the, you know, the, he was very, very giving of his time and information, but I just messed up. I stumbled. I didn't really know how to guide the conversation. I was nervous. You could hear it in the interview, but over time I got better. And tomorrow, actually, the, as the, tomorrow, the recording of this episode, I'm, I'm interviewing a guy who's on that show like Boston Med and there's zero nervousness. Like this is a, one, probably one of my biggest celebrities I've had on the show. Besides I'm not me. not nervous at all. Besides, Besides having you. me on the show. Besides you, but I, ha- I haven't gotten there yet either. So once we get that interview in the books, I'm going to be right. super nervous with you, obviously. That's obviously. Once you interview me, that you could pee yourself during that interview. <laughs> so, 
So obviously, because I know you're going to interview me, but I know it's not going to post for a long time where I'm interviewing you. It's going to post tomorrow. How far out do you do your interviews? Um, so I tried to do them, you know, two to three weeks ahead of time. But what had happened was I had a guy on my show named Fabio Viviani, who was America's top chef. Uh, and he owns like 18 restaurants. He's opening up 10 more this year, just massive entrepreneur, uh, and, and celebrity. And, and I had him on the show and he goes, you know, this was a really great interview. I want to interview you. I want to introduce you to some of my friends. And he literally introduced me to 50 people. Uh, and so it became this real quick rapid fire, whoever he introduced me to, I was setting up like right away on my calendar. And so I think there were like 25 plus people who said yes. Uh, and so I'm very, very booked out now. And I'm usually not like that. I like to keep it close so we can talk about relevant things, what's important to the guest. Um, and so I don't, I don't recommend what I'm doing now. It just happened to, to go that way. All right. So I'm, I'm recording this just days before I host this conversation with speakers about starting a podcast. So I'm going to have them go back and listen to this show because it'll be the most current show on the thing. So if people from the National Speakers Association who are interested in podcasting are listening to this, what is your best advice for these people to really make a difference if they're going to take the leap and start a show or grow a show that they have? Sure. So starting a show, you want to start with multiple episodes day one. And I'm talking four or five episodes day one. Why? Uh, and the Why? reason is they might. Yeah. So they might like you as a host, uh, but they might not like that one guest if you release one one episode and they're not coming back. So if you give them four or five, they understand the, sh the flow of your show, that you're going to be consistent, what types of guests you're going to have on, what type of topics you're going to talk about. And that'll keep them around and they'll understand, wow, this has a lot of depth, even though there's only five episodes today. There's going to be a lot of depth and it keeps them around. Uh, and then from there, remain consistent, which we talked about already. Um, if they're looking to grow, the one thing, the two things I recommend, A, uh, get get featured on other people's podcasts, become a, a guest on their show, just like I'm coming on yours and you're coming on mine. You know, that's important. So try and do that because it helps grow your audience on the listening side and also get published. Uh, and, and it, you know, the Inc. article is a great example. Um, you know, I had astronomical growth from that Inc. article. I did too. In uh, fact, in fact yeah. for, the, for the six weeks following, my listenership had doubled. It's kind of tailored back down to a little bit higher than it was before. But it, but it like for like the two weeks, three weeks after that article, my listenership went through the roof. Yeah. And so I actually found out from the guy who published the article that that had 150,000 views, that article. Um, and so if you think about it, a lot of people who read, listen to podcasts, YouTube doesn't really translate. It's really hard to kind of take that video to audio type of like, you know, switch up. But you know, written articles really translate to podcasts and podcasts translate to written articles uh, because that's the type of audience that are listening right now. Uh, and so get published in different ways, different formats, write for blog, guess write for blogs and plug your podcast. That'll really help grow your audience. Awesome. Hey, switching gears just a little bit. I talk a lot when, I, when I'm on stage or when I'm working with clients or I have a coaching group. I talk a lot about potential because I think that a lot of people get caught up knowing that, oh, I went to this fancy college or I have this special talent. I have all this talent or, you know, oh, I'm going to launch a podcast and my topic is really hot. I have so much potential. And then nine people listen to their show. <laughs> How come? And you interview amazing guests on your show. You interview people who have grown, like you said, this restaurant guy who's opening 10 new restaurants and doing all this stuff. What do you think the difference is? How come some people can get from potential to results and other people get lost in this gap that exists between potential re and results and just flounder? Um, authenticity. So I think that I'm really, really authentic as a host to my show. Um, I really care about what my guests are giving to me, uh, their information, what they're sharing, and, and people get real personal in my show. Um, and so I, I, it's because I really care. And I think that 
that when you look at all these other people, and, and even if we went to like the celebrity realm of podcasting, like guys like Gary Vee and, and Andy Frisella, I think they do really well on podcasting because when they are behind the microphone and Joe Rogan, when they're behind the microphone, they're 100% themselves. There's no act. And Tom, I know you can, you can attest to this. Like I've been on shows where you'll have a conversation and then all of a sudden the interview starts and it's like you're talking to somebody completely different. Oh, totally. I've been, a, I've been a guest on shows and it's, I always say that being on this show is like having a beer with me in the bar. You totally. Know, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to ask you more questions. I'm going to I'm going to want to know not the superficial answer, you know, etc. And if we're in the bar, I'm going to do the same thing. So I, I always like to try and say and even when I'm giving a speech, I'm the same person on stage that I am having a beer. And yet there's so many people who put on podcaster face or speaker face <laughs> or lawyer face or whatever it is they do for a living. So I think there's something to be to be said for what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's cool that we're having this conversation post hanging out together because that's completely true. Like you're 100% authentically yourself when we're having this conversation. Uh, and I think that really adds to the value for the guest, to the listeners. Uh, but when you're being fake and you're and you're trying to be this this host of some kind instead of just having a conversation, it doesn't really help. And you can definitely flounder and you're not going to grow. And, you know, I, t- I said earlier about, you know, your brand matching your message. It's because I had a co-host, but it was my brand in my direction. But then I had this co-host that kind of muffed it up a little bit. Not in a bad way. He was just himself, but it didn't match. So the authenticity wasn't there. Uh, and so it's definitely being authentic with yourself every single time, episode after episode. Well, when I coach people on on presentation skills, one of the things I caution them not to be is speaker man or speaker woman because they get up there and they do exactly what you just said. It's like all of a sudden they they have to prove. I'm I'm on stage, so I have to prove how smart I am. No, you mm-hmm. don't. You know, I'm just who I am. And if you think I'm smart, great. If you think I'm a yo-ho, that's fine too. You know, I'm just going <laughs> to kind of be who I am. So, so I call this show cool things entrepreneurs do. So Justin, what's the coolest thing you're doing with your businesses right now? Um, I'm helping people build a platform that they feel will help them in their life. Um, and, and the reason I word it that way, instead of saying I help people build a podcast, uh, is because I have different types of clients, right? So like I have one client who said, I want to grow my, I want to I be able to add to my name so people want to hire me to speak. Uh, and so I helped him become a top ranked podcast. He's now going to be at the new media summit as one of the the facilitators this year, which, which is awesome. Uh, and just seeing his growth, right. Going from a podcast that wasn't doing well at all. And you talk about, and he jokes and says, you know, my mom, my dog and my wife were listening. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's really grown exponentially. He's and become a top ranked podcast. It's hard to find earbuds for your dog. <laughs> He he listens with the speakers. It's oh, like good. Speakers. All right. I was, yeah. I was thinking, I was wondering if Apple had dog earbuds yet. That they're, it's coming now that you said it because you know they're listening right now. They are. That's exactly math, right. Listening. That's exactly. Uh, this gets posted to iTunes and immediately somebody is in development developing dog earbuds. That's hilarious. Dude, if that happens, by the way, you better take all the money. That's right. <laughs> they can call That's them. Right. That's right. They can just call them Tom's dog earbuds. Exactly. But then I also have I also have a client who's in the financial world who's done 12 episodes, doesn't want to do any more, and he takes the episodes and he funnels them in, and he uses a top of funnel thing to give to new clients. So he's he's interviewed old clients, he gives it to new clients and says, here's what I can do for you. Uh, and so everybody has a different way to use this amazing platform called podcasting. Uh, and so really, so I think the coolest thing for me right now is I'm helping people find a way to do that. Uh, get unique. I get creative. Like let's let's work through some things and we find different ways to do it. All right, so what's the one thing I should be doing with cool things entrepreneurs do? Besides putting Justin Shank on an episode, what else should I be doing? <laughs> Other than that, nothing. You're Because I, no. I love free consulting. 
Um, I mean, you have a great show. You have a great format uh, and and what you're doing and and what you're trying to do with it is working. Um, and so the main thing that I would say to you, and I, I, I said, I talked to somebody yesterday, uh, for similar reasons. Right. And, and we, we both know the guy. And I said to him, like, look, dude, you don't need me. Like you're doing everything the right way. You just have to make a couple little, little adjustments here and there. But with you, I think you're doing it right. You're being authentically yourself and, and you're getting what you need out of it. Uh, if it's just to grow your audience get published. Like somehow guest blog, do whatever, uh, because bloggers who write every day, they want they want people to write for them because that's an overwhelming amount of work. And so try and guest blog and, and grow your audience that way. All right. Well, off the air, I'll ask you who I can guest blog for then. Hey, <laughs> so what cool things do you see someone else doing? I mean, we could talk, talk about Justin Chank and everything you do all day long, but I think great entrepreneurs are observers. So I like to ask the people on the show, who do you see out there where you think that entrepreneur that person, he or she, they're doing something cool. Yeah. Um, so it, I always go back to Simon Sinek. Uh, you know, most people probably go, oh, Gary Vee's doing this cool thing. He's got a camera guy following him around. Um, I really like Simon Sinek's model. Uh, and so a lot of people don't know this, but I was, you know, I interviewed one of his like top people. His name's Steven Shedletsky. And I didn't know this until I interviewed Steven that he's got a team, but he has no office. They work all over the country. They all work from home. Uh, but they have strong bonds and strong relationships and they help each other. So I like that idea, right? Rem- if you need if you need people working for you, I like the remote idea because you still feel like a solopreneur and you're still building your own brand. Um, so I like what he's doing and I like the fact that he sees a problem in the world and he addresses it, right? So like to start with why, he saw the problem and he saw the big company, Apple, who was fixing it and doing it the right way. And he really kind of opened that up to the world to see. Uh, and now he's dealing with millennials and saying, hey, there's nothing wrong with them. What's wrong with the rest of the world is that you're addressing them the wrong way. Um, and so I really enjoy what he's doing and how authentic and how smart he is. And it's funny that I say that because I'm not book smart. Um, and so to see somebody who like he's very, very well educated and to see that I admire somebody like that is kind of funny. Um, but I just like the way he does things. It's just smooth. He doesn't seem overworked. It seems like he's living his passion. I even like how he writes books. He goes, I overwhelm myself when I'm writing a book and I will, I will say no to going out to dinner with friends because I might get an idea, which will then lead to me writing a whole entire chapter in a book. So I don't want to leave my house. Like I like <laughs> that whole concept. So I would say Simon Sinek would be a guy who's doing some really cool stuff right now. That's cool. Well, hopefully he's listening to cool things entrepreneurs do, and he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll know you gave him the shout out. So I like to ask everybody who comes on the show, what is it that they do to sort of give back to the greater good? Because I think, you know, we're doing all this stuff. I mean, it's, it's more than just making money, and we started the show talking about this. What do you do to serve? Yeah. Um, so, so I do that through the podcast. I think that I, I don't sell advertising on my podcast um, because I started the podcast to impact others, not to make money. Um, so I don't sell advertising on the podcast. Uh, I do have one advertiser because they give me free clothes. Um, so it's not money. I do. <laughs> I, you are I a sharp dresser. You are a sharp dresser. So free clothes. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, I just shout them out once a month and I get free clothes, but trendybutler.com by the way. Uh, and so I, you know, it's a great company and, uh, I decided to give them a, an opportunity, uh, and to help grow their business. And, and for me, I get free clothes, not money. Um, but, but so I would say the podcast is, you know, giving back to the greater good. 
Um, and I also sit on a couple boards locally uh, for nonprofits that I'm helping out with. And so that's something that I'm passionate about. I, one in particular, the Big Vision Foundation, which which helps young men and women uh, in Little League and softball to help them engaged into get engaged in a community uh, instead of just going out and playing a sport. And so I sit on the board with them. And, and so there's a number of things in my personal life that I do. Um, but I mean, worldwide, it's definitely the podcast and giving that out, you know, selflessly. And saying, hey, look, just listen, right? And and not every episode might not resonate with somebody because I talk about spiritual things. I talk about business. I talk about relationship. Uh, but just, hey, check it out. And, and you listen to one episode. If it changes your life, great. No, Growth Now Movement, I tell you, it's, it's, it's a good show. So if somebody's listening to the show and they go, I need more of this Justin Shank guy, Tom. Who is he? How do I find him? Where do they find you? How do they contact you, et cetera? Yeah, so obviously growthnowmovement.com. Uh, they can check some things out there. Beginpodcastingnow.com uh, is also my website. But then Facebook. I think if you reach out to me on Facebook, just find me, friend me, message me, uh, search Growth Now Movement on Facebook. It's all on there. Awesome. Well, Justin, thank you so much. This has been a long time in the works. We met back in September, and I've wanted to have you on the show ever since, and I'm glad our schedules finally aligned and we were able to do this. So thank you for coming on and being part of our little community here at Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Tom, thank you so much, man. I can't wait to have you on my show as well. I'm excited about it. So, and for everybody who listened, I say it every time. If it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have a show. Do me a favor. Tell a friend. Tell somebody else. Hey, go listen to cool things entrepreneurs do. If you like the show, jump over to iTunes and leave a review because it just makes my day a little better when there's a new review. And haven't had one in a while. I think it's about time that you, listener, go and get me that new review. And if you want to get involved uh, and find me, you can find me at TomSinger.com. I'm on podcast at Cool Podcast. Uh, we have a Facebook page for this show, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And if you want to join the group coaching program, The Potential Mastermind Project, go to PotentialMastermind.com and you'll find out all the information you could ever want to know uh, right there and then. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Justin Shank. I know you're thinking, Tom, how will you ever find somebody just as cool? But we do it every single time. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days. But in the meantime, I challenge you, go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.